Hi, I'm Jill Sylvester, licensed mental health counselor and author of the self-help book, Trust Your Intuition, 100 Ways to Transform Anxiety and Depression for Stronger Mental Health, and the young adult self-help fiction novels, The Land of Blue and Devon Dream Agent Book One in the Devon series. Each of my books deals with the theme of intuition because for me, it all comes down to listening to and trusting your own inner voice, the one of your best self, the highest self, in order to live your best life and also to trust that voice and develop it in order to help and serve humanity. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's podcast where we're going to be talking about melting depression starting today, like right now. So are you feeling depressed or do you know somebody who's feeling depressed? You are not alone. People are really feeling drained and depleted and down. And this makes a lot of sense since we're not having the usual connection uh, with the way the world, you know, is is uh, operating right now. And, you know, on top of that, a lot of people struggle seasonally. So let's get some tips and strategies starting today so that you or your loved ones or somebody that you know can start feeling better. Before we do that, though, I need to ask you, and this is really the first strategy, How much are you willing to change slash do something about the way you feel? Seriously, depression is a blocker, it's a time sucker, it's an energy drainer, and it can render you lifeless and catatonic. You've been there several times, I get it. But before we get into tools you can use, you have to start with essentially choosing better for yourself. So I know if you're listening to this, you say, well, of course I want to feel better. That doesn't even make any sense. And I get it on a conscious level, but I'm talking on a subconscious level. So head and heart. To be able to stand in that place, and again, this is the first strategy, to stand in that place of, yes, I not only want to get better, but I am willing to do what it takes, the first step, the first thing, the first action, the first idea, to get to higher ground, that's what we need to establish. So, you know, if you listen to this podcast, this podcast is about doing. I am a solution-focused therapist. I focus on action steps that we can take to gain power in our lives over what we can control and to take the steps necessary to live a very fulfilling and thriving kind of a life. So if you're listening to this, then... I'm thinking that you are a person who's willing to take action and not sit around and wait for the world to change because if you are somebody who feels down and, you know, if this is a clinical depression or you're depressed because, or you're feeling depressed because of the world the way it is or seasonally or mercury retrograde or situationally because someone in your house is dragging you down, whatever it is, the first strategy, the first step The first moment is about deciding that you are willing to do whatever it takes to get you to feel better and on higher ground because it's like your life depends on it. You you have to decide that your life depends on it because essentially it does. And once you make that decision, you're going to be able to get to where you need to be faster and far more effectively. You have 24 hours in a day, and what you do within that time frame is what helps you emerge out of the land of blue. 
So as a first step, if you are willing to make the choice to get to where you need to be, then let's go. Calling all parents and teachers. Planting the Seeds is a line of self-help tools based on therapeutic models of self-esteem building for children both at home and in the classroom. Created by a licensed mental health counselor, Planting the Seeds physical and digital cards and conversation starter tools are designed to encourage meaningful conversations between kids and their caregivers. They're perfect for morning and afternoon meetings for teachers in the classroom or for starting the day at home during breakfast to get your kids' thoughts moving in the right direction. For more information, please visit jillsylvester.com. Plant the seeds today for a strong and healthy tomorrow. Okay, so the second step in dealing with our depressed feelings is to take a look at lifestyle. It's the little and the big choices that we make throughout the course of a day that take us in the direction that we want to go. So I'm going to break lifestyle down into like an ABC kind of thing. And the first one is food. So if you are eating a lot of sugar, I'm not telling you not to eat sugar. I like sugar too. Um, I just try to eat the healthiest alternative possible, uh, you know, for having my sweets and treats every day that I like to have. But if you're looking at food and you're eating a lot of sugar, I can guarantee you you're going to feel more anxiety and depression type feelings because you're putting things in your body that cause that kind of a reaction. So in the moment, like anything we're addicted to, it feels good for like, you know, the short term. And then after a while, not so much. So when we have that sugar crash, um, it really contributes to those gremlin thoughts, those heavy feelings. So again, if you are serious and you really want to shake this heavy, dense energy, then watch what you're eating. Serotonin-rich foods like chickpeas, hummus, apples, um, uh, sweet potatoes. So, you know, looking at foods that enhance the things that you need, you know, more serotonin, higher levels of serotonin, the, 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 you know, the, the feel-good kind of foods um, that are going to contribute to a sense of well-being, grounded foods, protein, and, you know, foods that detract from you. So, sugar, you know, carbohydrates that aren't healthy for you. So lots of white bread, lots of, you know, foods that, and I don't want to get too much in, into the nutrition piece, but I, but I do want to focus on the fact that food affects mood. I've said that so many times on this podcast, but because depression feels so heavy right now in the collective, it bears repeating bears noting that if you are eating foods that are not contributing to a healthy brain and healthy thoughts, and that is something you can do something about today, you can still have your dark chocolate. I highly recommend it. Chocolate's going to help with the dopamine. But if you have too much, then you're going to be feeling inflamed from that, and then there are consequences of that, and it's going to dig yourself deeper in the hole. So if you're serious about feeling better, comes back to step one, which is choice. So if we bring it back to step two, and the A, the part of ABC of the second strategy, is you're going to have to make choices in the food department that serve you. And if you eat something and you feel good, and you feel grounded, then that's a food that works for your blood type, works for your brain, works for your personality. And if not, then you might want to consider taking that out. So pay attention to what you're eating. And even just little, you know, if you just stop and just kind of, you know, hold food in your hand or stand in front of it 
and do a little intuitive exercise because it works. Stand there. Feel it. Tune into it. This is right for me. This is not right for me. You could do a little muscle testing with it. But pay attention to how you feel because it will tell you ahead of time. Intuition is your guide. It's going to give you a heads up because it wants you to be tapped into that higher self because then we all benefit from you being in your higher self. So trust it. Trust the vibes you're getting. You know ahead of time whether, you know, that those those certain products that you're going to eat or whatever you're going to order, if, if it's good for you, you know that. And if you don't, stand there, tune in, take a moment, get a sense of whether that food works for you or not, especially while you feel depressed, and then choose wisely. So second second part to lifestyle, which is the, the B in the ABC, exercise. You got to exercise. You got to move. When you move, you feel better. So we know 22 minutes of cardio. So when I say cardio, you're moving your legs, your thighs, you know, straight consistently, whether it's a walk or you're on the Peloton or you're outside walking. And I want to talk about nature in a second based on an article I read this morning. Um, but if you are, you know, doing cardio for at least 20, 22 minutes, you're going to get that serotonin level raised naturally and you're going to feel better. Why not start every single morning with exercise? You can mix it up. You can do yoga. You can run. You can walk. You can go on the bike. You can walk your dog. But I recommend, again, consistently moving straight, like keep going, so that when you're done, you're like, oh my gosh, that felt great, and why wouldn't I do that? You've got to exercise if you feel depressed, period. You have to. It's a lifestyle choice. If you are serious, really serious about enough is enough and you don't want to feel down anymore and you don't want to feel drained or even if you live with someone who drains you and you don't feel depressed, exercise because it's going to help you deal with that person so much better. And, you know, right now, you know, all the rage is being outdoors, right? So I just read this article this morning in the Wall Street and a couple things I'll quote from the article called For Better Health, Just Head Outdoors, is that spending time in the woods, a practice the Japanese call forest bathing, is strongly linked to lower blood pressure, heart rate, and stress hormones, and decreased anxiety, depression, and fatigue. Scientists have repeatedly found that human anti-cancer natural killer cells significantly increase after walks in a forest. Time in a forest is linked to decreased inflammation, which has been implicated in chronic disease. Many people know intuitively that nature is good for you, but still don't spend that much time in it. The average adult spent 11 and a half hours a day consuming media in 2019, according to Nielsen. Bottom line, a 45-minute walk in nature can make a world of difference to your mood, to creativity, the ability to use your working memory. So these are all the reasons to walk outside. If you don't live near a forest, walk on your street. Just listen to the sounds. You know, walk in a, in a park. Walk on the beach if you're lucky enough to live near the beach. Walk. Walk. Just walk outside. Be outside in fresh air. It's going to help you. So when you spend a decent amount of time outside, that's also going to help depressed-like feelings. And then the last part of the lifestyle that I want to focus on for today's purposes is opposite action. The gremlins are going to tell you to sit on the couch, to stay on the couch. And I'm all about staying on the couch, by the way, in terms of like not staying on the couch, but sitting on the couch and enjoying your time, enjoying your shows, enjoying reading your cup of tea, whatever. But after you exercise, after you do your work, you know, sitting and relaxing for pleasure is 
a fantastic feeling. It's like, you know, what, what are we working for if we don't take time to sit down and relax? But if we make that our dominant mode of activity, your gremlins are going to get louder. And it is harder to go do the thing that they're telling you not to do when they're constantly buzzing in your ear when you're sitting just sedentary. So it's very, very important to do oppos the opposite of what your gremlins are telling you to do. So opposite action is a great remedy for depression because if your, you know, your ego, your gremlins are telling you to, you know, stay in bed, pull the covers over your head, you want to do the opposite. You want to do like a Mel Robbins in 54321, just get up. If your gremlins are telling you, you know, why bother starting that project? Why bother, you know, throwing a load of laundry in? It's just going to pile up anyways with the kids. Why bother doing this? Why bother doing that? Your job, if you're serious and making a choice to feel better and focus on your lifestyle is to make it a practice where when you hear that voice of your gremlins telling you not to do something that you know inside yourself you need to do, you need to get up to, and go do it. It doesn't mean you have to do all the laundry. It doesn't mean you have to do the whole project. It doesn't mean you need to go run five miles. But you need to do something. And as soon as you break that barrier down that they have around you, that, that hostage prison type situation that your gremlins and your entities, as I call them in the land of blue, you know, they, they have around you, you can see how easy it is to step out of the prison that actually has no doors, no walls, and no key. You just get up and you do the opposite because no one is handcuffing you and telling you you have to stay on the couch or you have to go do something. That is the voice in your brain that we all have. I have it. You have it. Everybody has it that keeps us back from our greatness. Your job in looking at your lifestyle and dealing with depression is to make the choice to do the opposite of what your gremlins are telling you. Third strategy. It's very important if you're feeling down and drained to take inventory throughout the day. Stop and check in with yourself on where you're at and what might need to happen for you. So for example, if you're watching something that's making you feel depressed, stop. Or if you're listening to music or talking to people that, you know, who are making you feel awful or you're on your phone looking at everyone else's gorgeous, perfect lives, which I say facetiously because I can tell you as a therapist, that's not the case. Those same people are talking about what bothers them you know some of the most anxious and depressed people i've i've ever met and known personally or professionally are those that look like they have it all together on the outside watch the illusion put away your damn phones for a while when you're on them have fun make it purposeful set your intention before you go on them are you going on to uplift yourself to inspire yourself or somebody else or share something or create content or are you going on to compare and just focus on what you don't have in the contrast if that's the case if that's what you're doing you're not taking inventory of of what's going to serve you and help your well-being you're contributing to your own chaos so this is what i mean by the choice and the lifestyle and taking inventory in your moments You've got to stop the madness for yourself by becoming aware of what you're doing to contribute to these down feelings. Step out of that land of blue place and step into a brighter existence for yourself that's right there by moving from one space to another. All it takes is choice to take you from one space into another. You put down your phone, you've entered into a new space. You get off the phone with somebody who's bringing you down, you've entered into a new space. 
You switch the TV or the radio station or the channel in your own mind off of old memories that no longer serve you. You've now entered into a new and different space where everything is possible. So pay attention and take inventory. Check in with yourself throughout the day. How am I doing? You know, am I on the rails or am I off the rails? Am I in the grooves or am I out of the grooves? What am I doing to help myself? And what's going on in my life today that is either, you know, helping me or hurting me? And what's one step I can take in the direction of where I want to go? Okay, questions that came up this week in session and outside. Navigating the gremlins, uh, you know, we, I, I talk about gremlins all the time, obviously, here in the podcast and, and with other people. And I had a couple of people talk this week about, you know, do they ever go away? And the answer for that is no, they don't. And it's not about the gremlins ever going away. It's about recognizing who is doing the talking in your mind so you can move around them. Think about it like when you go in a grocery store. There's thousands of products and all kinds of things that you could buy, right? But when you go in knowing the recipe that you're going to make, you only buy the ingredients that you want to put in your soup. So it's the same thing with the gremlins. You're going to have hundreds, thousands of, of, of thoughts all the time bombarding you, and you're going to think you're the only one who has a brain that's overactive and it never stops and it never lets you go. And I can tell you, personally and professionally, that's not the case. So it's not about hoping that one day you never have those gremlin thoughts. I believe that Eckhart Tolle still has gremlin thoughts. It's about navigating around them, not paying attention to them, and continuing onward. Second theme that came up this week was kids, struggling teens, seniors in high school, juniors in high school, kids in every grade, um, you know, and, and, and college kids too. I talked, about, I talked about this last week in the podcast as well. So for this week, I'm just going to say to any child, kid, adolescent, college kid who's listening, uh, or a parent of one or many, feel the feels. It's a lot of feelings right now. It's okay. Feel them all. Sit with them as best that you can. Talk to those in your circle. Reach out. Exercise. Eat right as best you can. Trust that this whole situation is making you stronger and is part of your beautiful and magnificent story. You know, just kind of honor where you are. Accept the feelings that you have. Try not to resist them and, and allow them to come because just like a wave that crashes on the beach, it will pass, you know, until the next time. But try to hold yourself through it as best you can and then pick up and move forward. The last uh, theme that, uh, that came up this week was based on last week's podcast about finding your genius and talking to people this past week about things that, that, you know, lit them up, you know, paying attention to the signs. This was conversation that had come up about people saying things like, you know, the impulses that they felt compelled to do and they were wondering if that's part of the calling, you know, whether it was sharing a good book that helped with back pain or, you know, people ha helping other people in the ways they've been helped or conversations with, you know, women about owning their power as a working parent or someone who's gone through, you know, something really difficult and wanting to inspire people and just thinking about those thoughts all day. Yes, that's, that's it. Pay attention to what those things are in your life. Those are the, the impulses and the charges that the universe is whispering to you, like, hey, follow in this direction, you know? And from there, you might ask, okay, 
what's the next best step from there? If you're feeling compelled to share with somebody, you know, a book that you read that really just completely lit you up, then go and do that and then ask what the next step is from that. Follow those breadcrumbs. Pay attention. Maybe you recommend to more people than maybe someone asks you to do a workshop on that topic. Or, you know, talk to a group of people. Talk to uh, other people. You know, you before long, you're, you're helping other people. You know, you're, you're following the impulses you feel inside yourself that get you excited. And you just keep moving in that direction. You don't have to know exactly where it's taking you. Just pay attention to what excites you and and follow that. Follow that impulse. Follow that charge. And I promise you it will take you somewhere, somewhere good. I'm going to leave you with the quote that went out on my blog this past Monday morning. So if you haven't signed up for my blog on my website at jillsylvester.com, please take the time to do that. I would, I would greatly appreciate um, that support. The quote from Howard Thurman is as follows. Don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do it. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. That is definitely what we need right now. It definitely helps with creating more light when it gets dark, you know, when we're feeling depressed. We need more people who are inspired and following their light. And keep in mind that the gremlins don't want you to follow that light because that's what keeps it down. So the whole purpose is following it, and moving forward. Thanks for listening. If you like today's podcast, please hit subscribe and share with your people. And please check out my books and products at www.jillsylvester.com, where you can sign up for my weekly blog to receive tips and strategies to deepen your intuition and live your very best life. Thanks for listening.